0: Hey, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Monday Follies here on Deadline Detroit. I am Craig Folly, your host for today. I will attempt to be funny, but we'll see if I fail on that regard, which I frequently do. But as we do every week for the Follies, we have guests. And my guests today include Joel Sklar, a civil rights attorney who is making his first appearance on the Follies. Thank true. you very much for being here. Appreciate it very much. Correct Good friend of Detroit. Thanks for being here. And also Spencer Hayes is back. You saw him probably about a month and a half ago or so, maybe a little more seems on the like Follies. Yesterday. It seems like yesterday. He's a senior publicist for C&B Scene, also in the managing partner and co-founder of Apropos Music. And uh, coming up Thursday night, Apropos is going to be over at the Foundation.
1: Yep. He's going to be playing at the Apparatus Room, uh, which is located in the lobby of the found Detroit Foundation Hotel over there on Larnon, across from uh, Kobo, uh, or whatever we're calling it these days, or soon to be. Um, and they do a Foundation After Dark series every Thursday uh, night. They have live music, uh, art, photo exhibits, any and number of And lots of things. very
0: cool people that show up, too. So.
1: It's a great place to network movers and shakers, and the way... Th- things are these days, random, huge people will just kind of show up, and it's a really great uh, chance to see artists, local artists from the city, and it does focus on artists of color, which is, I think, a very important thing. It's something that I definitely, in our business, try to focus on promoting those issues, because as Twitter uh, Detroit account learned uh, over the weekend, that in a city that is uh, the largest majority black city, I believe upward of 80 percent 80%, yeah. uh when you take a photo of and i say this of course with three white men speaking but in an <laughs> office of twitter detroit and they took a picture over the weekend because at jack was uh touring um kind of doing his mea culpa mark zuckerberg style uh, look i'm so in touch with the people tour uh <laughs> they took a photo of twitter detroit and it was like nine white yeah, people yeah, and that. it's like great uh, and uh, so, people who pu- public relations services, CNBC. Hi, thank you. <laughs> like, I am. Av- we are available because. That's pretty obvious to anyone that's like caring about anything relating to optics. Yeah,
0: well, and and we've learned a lot of lessons about optics in Detroit over the last few months, whether it's wraps that you're putting in buildings on the front of buildings, you're getting ready to redevelop them, showing nothing but white people, uh, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So people should figure this stuff out. Yeah, Uh, Appearances matter. Well, why don't we start with appearances matter? Uh, We'll get to we'll get to President Trump in a minute because there's a lot to get to. But the stuff that was uh, all over the note, all over the news this morning was Joe Biden. Joe Biden giving out a serious creepy old man vibe. Um, We've seen the videos of Joe Biden for a long time. Crazy Uncle Joe. I think if you look that up anywhere on social media, you see a bunch of videos with him, like massaging somebody's shoulders or giving somebody a hug or a kiss on the head or something like that. Um, And and Joel is, is the two old guys here. This stuff, you can't, you can't get away with this stuff anymore. You can't do that you stuff can. anymore. You
2: can't. Even the guy who does civil rights, I do a lot of sexual harassment cases. And even if the intentionality that Joe has isn't, is completely innocent, we now live in a world of boundaries and limitations where you just can't do things that you used to be able to do, right? You used to be able to, to, to give a hug, to, give, to say whatever words you would Handshakes use. Handshakes are very, very valuable, Mm-hmm. Handshakes are valuable, and you don't have to pull people into you. You can just have a nice, firm handshake.
0: Well, and you can you can actually you know show that you are sympathizing with somebody or empathy for somebody with a good handshake. Absolutely. I mean, you can always do the double handshake. Double <laughs> like handshake, that. look in that's, the that's, eyes. That, that's exactly it. You that's know, perfectly um, appropriate. Y- you know, even even a bro hug, I suppose. Is kind of hey, hey, if it's a bro work. and uh, the <laughs> hugging is consensual, well, I would agree with that. Yes, but the woman who has basically uh, accused him of this and and just said, "Hey, look, you know, I didn't think that he had any sort of weird intention." But I just felt violated. He was in my personal space, and and things Spencer have changed quite a bit. And and so a guy like Joe Biden, who is not a young dude, he's well into his seventies at this point, would be the oldest president
1: ever elected if he decides to run here. I mean, I'm sorry, but well, I think a lot of people are kind of looking at it retroactively, and that seems to be a narrative that I hear often. Like, oh, are we just going to dig through everyone's pet? And the, yes, the point is that it's always that runs. It's always been wrong. It's Just now we're holding people accountable. It's like we should always have been giving opportunity to everyone. It's just now we seem to actually care about it and voices are being equally represented. So when women are like, hey, this is terrible, we actually listen instead of dismissing it offhand. And so I can understand on one hand how it's not like it can be problematic to go through through history and hold people to the current standards because those weren't the standards. But especially in Joe Biden's case, there are things that just are like aggressively across the line. And I'm sorry, like I've never massaged someone in public (laughs) ever. Like, so... When people say things like well, "Well, we can't even do this or that anymore," no, it's no, like the answer is no. You shouldn't have ever been able to. <laughs> like it was always bad, and it's weird. And guess what? They women don't like it. <laughs> yeah, well. but that's,
2: that's going to be you know. It's interesting you say that because my dad is ninety four, uh-huh. and he loves Joe Biden because well he's a young upstart apparently. So, <laughs> that's right. uh, but my father <laughs> adores him, and and I think that the that time. Could? He calls right, him by that, that kid. kid, oh my that God. kid from to he, uh, no make lawyer. something of himself if he just sticks with it. <laughs> but, you know, as as I see it, this is a generational issue. And the way we look at it, the way that that, that certainly Joe Biden looks at it is generationally, I was doing everything nobody else was doing. It seemed to be okay. And, and, and time, we've evolved, right? As a society, as individuals,
0: as a community, we have evolved beyond that. But he, he did respond. He did respond and said, hey, look, you know what? I've done these things. I, I didn't have any ill intent, but now it's time for me to listen and learn. Uh, what do you think about the response? Um, you know, it, it, as long as he doesn't do it again. But like I said, I used to watch. You know, there's certain older people that I know that you watch them. Like if we're at a diner or something, and the way that they're kibitzing with the with the waitress and stuff like this is not something I would ever do. I'm- I mean, you can get away with
1: certain things when you're old, but
0: not when you're a politician. You
1: no. My real problem with this is that he's not even running for president yes, he is. yet, yeah, yet. Yeah. but he wow. hasn't an officially – and Howard Schultz hasn't officially declared. And so I think like the two of the people who have received the most media coverage so far are two old guys that should not be the president – and they've just been getting an inordinate amount of coverage. Meanwhile, well, I mean, Elizabeth Warren President. is like handing out pamphlets of policy every day, and she can't get anything because of the Native American. Well, that was that was stupid. But, but that's her own criticism. Is, that, to is an that worse than well?
0: I mean, you know, here's here's the thing, though, about this that, that's really—oh, I'm sorry, Joel, I cut no, you no, off. No, go, 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 go. No, I mean, I'm watching this sort of the righteous indignation coming from the Republicans oh. on this. They see a threat. They know uh, who's a potential threat in this upcoming election. Joe Biden has been polling well against President Trump. And they're saying, look at this. And opposition—I mean, opposition Democrats are the ones that are actually digging into this as well. But let's be honest here. That's it, the pot, they, they don't have right. a lot to talk about here on this one because it's one thing to sit there and, and give somebody a massage and, and, and maybe a kiss. On the forehead, it's another to brag about actually grabbing women by their by their uh, nether regions. Yes, and, and because or walk in the dressing
1: room of a teenage beauty yeah. pageant. You know, I mean, so, or so spare me the, but but the hypocrisy,
2: the hypocrisy, <laughs> you know, is it, it, is everything. I mean, the hypocrisy here is absurd. The question becomes whether or not is Joe Biden going to be appropriate? Is he electable? Is he going to be able to overcome his own history? And his history goes back pretty deep. The Anita Hill. I mean, he's got oh, a lot man. of these to answer that are that are really quite substantive. Maybe Making People uncomfortable being too close to them, that's a problem. Yeah, Damn. I gotcha. I mean, but, but but doing, but I remember, and, and I was just out of law school a couple years, I remember the needle hill uh, hearings, and that he was super aggressive. He's got to become the
1: pitchfork in hand, leading the townspeople. And I mean, not even that, like, he was leading on tough on crime. We need to like block, yeah, people. Th- that's nothing about his record holds up to today. And did we all forget that like he ran? for president numerous times and was never taken seriously but he got an obama cosign and now all of a sudden he's like some political force i mean joe biden well he, he hasn't done nothing but he, I, I mean, he was this, the vice president of the right, for n- eight years he right. should not be the president for the democratic party of today i, wow. I, I agree with you Bottom I mean, he, he,
2: line. he to me is establishment and, and i think if anything that trump you know, If we can learn something from Trump, it's that establishment doesn't fly anymore, that people are ready for something new and
0: different and change. I don't know. You don't know if they, they, they might be willing to actually sort of do a bit of a U-turn on what they did last time? Oh, I, I think as far as the sense of who do we elect – if this guy is
2: different, you know, is, in my mind, he's worse than ever. I, listen, I'm I'm a liberal bleeding heart, but he's far worse than I ever could have imagined. Yeah. Um, but I do think. I haven't even heard anything <laughs> yet. Can can the Mueller report, you know, we, we'll, we'll talk about that. Well, too. OK,
0: but. let's let's get to that, because we definitely need to talk about that.
1: Is everybody saying it? Because I'm far <laughs> <bars a> summary <laughs> of the Mueller report, I was going to say. For
0: all intents and purposes, President Trump had a pretty good week last week, at least for about a day. About a day after the Barr uh, letter came out, I wouldn't even call it a memo because it's Correct. not a memo. It's a, it's a, basically a four uh, page uh, letter suggesting that, well, you know, eh, he's not committing any crimes, so there's uh, no crimes that uh, we yeah, think we can some charge stuff him happened, with. But uh, and he was not exonerated uh, when it comes to obstruction of justice. But you know, it's, it's really a big deal. Mueller punted it to us, and so right. we're deciding this isn't going to happen. So of course. Trump basically comes out, says it's total vindication, complete vindication, which the the letter from his own attorney general states it is not. He would never mislead. But <laughs> of course not. not. This guy. But at the same time, he then the very next day decides that he wants to touch that third rail again and go after health care and sit there and say we need to throw out Obamacare altogether. And basically challenging his own party to come up with a plan, something they have been completely incapable of doing over the past eight years to come up with some sort of an alternative to Obamacare. They have not been able to do it. They don't have a plan now. They're not um, going to have Why does Donald Trump insist on destroying his own momentum? Because he had a lot of it until I, he started talking I, about health care. Do you
2: think he's destroying it? I don't think he is. I think he's distracting from really looking at them.
0: Nobody has seen the Mueller report. Well,
2: we're they're, commenting we're going on a movie to. we have never this seen. This
1: not
0: going away anytime
1: no, soon. But, but they the, sudden mid-April, I think. Um, I mean, I will say... It is uh, April first, so we're talking a a couple two weeks, weeks. Two weeks where this is going to be front and center. Right. From a PR perspective, I can somewhat respect how they had Barr come out and kind of muddy the waters, just and, a tad. You know, he's also speaking to a group of people that genuinely don't really care that much, regardless of anything that he does. You know, it's the shoot him on Fifth Avenue crowd. That base, that thirty percent, has been as hardcore as anyone, and they know that they're going to put this out, the media, which if there was ever something that was going to kind of undercut the liberal media narrative, this should be the Exhibit A. Because an attorney general who wrote a 19-page unsolicited memo uh, applying for the job, essentially, was... Came to, looked at a, from all accounts, 300 to 1,000-page document with a four-page assessment that included, I believe, a sentence or two of actual quotes from the report. And somehow we're supposed to just take that as word in the media. Right. I mean, the and Washington Post, it's New York Times, both without any caveat saying that, like, you know, Mueller says this, and that's, it's like, we don't know that, and it's just... It drives me crazy. It's its ins- how many people in the mainstream media, which is theoretically just behind, it's like basically an arm of the Democratic Party, if you listen to the right, they're just eating it up by a guy that, like, they've all lied about Russia, we don't know any of the context, and here's the other thing. We built Robert Mueller up as this like paragon of justice he was going to ride in on a f- unicorn and save us <laughs> he's a lifelong republican who works in a like, establishment law enforcement agency. Well, There's no reason to believe I, that he was
0: going to, like, err on the well, side no, I'd like to, of... No, I'd like to think that he erred on the side of honesty. Right, and but this is what I found. I, I, I mean,
1: you know, the, yeah, We this, don't
0: know but we'll see, how he did, we but he punted.
1: He punted, but that, you, at the very least. You sit least. there and
0: say the newspapers did all this kind of stuff. Yeah, they did put out the stories uh, suggesting that the bar report said this, but... If you look at how many pre-orders there are for the full Mueller report on Amazon and all I mean everybody's going to be putting this out in different in different uh, ways. This is not going to be something that people don't no, read. It, this will be very very correct. Bad. And if
2: you look at historically what Trump has said it, when he has denied liability, denied responsibility have turned out to be not true typically. So my guess is is the statements that he said on complete exoneration, there's, no, there's not even smoke here, let alone fire, is an absurdity. And when we see the Mueller report, we're going to see there are a whole bunch of facts that need exploration. You know, I think Mueller, again, I, I, I think he has integrity. I think he was brought in to do his job. I think he limited himself to doing the job. He didn't overstep his bounds. He's it to not. Congress to say, listen, I'm going to give you whatever I got. You, this is really your job. Well, you which was fine.
1: He's living in a Joe Biden 1990s <laughs> world where like, I will do this and they the will The 90s, just, so long ago. I, will let, the, <laughs> I will let the Congress handle it and they will do the right thing because these are well, the elected representatives of the people and they have our best interests it, and they're not gonna. But, but he's not gonna indict, right? His no.
2: position was, I'm not gonna indict. And, mm. and and if I'm not gonna indict, who is? I said, you know... It's, I, it's I, up
0: to Congress. Well, speaking the well, District hey, New York, this is an know? important point because you know it, this tells us a lot about President Trump when he says total vindication. He's only talking about his own skin. He's only worried about saving his own. But skin. even he's not totally nobody else is because there's a whole bunch of people that actually have been impacted by this investigation. 30-plus indictments. And if you think about this, if Mueller was to have released this all and said, oh, by the way, here's 34 indictments coming out of my investigation, they don't include President Trump, but they do include a whole bunch of people around him. If it was all at one time, this would be the bombshell that, Absolutely, American
1: uh, That was my—I've been thinking that for a very long time. The and slow drip like, So it numbed us to this stuff. And also the fact that a lot of the crimes were committed openly in public— if he had said if we had found things in an email that he said on NBC News saying I fired James Comey because I wanted to end the Rust investigate investigation, I think that it would seem a lot more nefarious, but because he said it in his stream of conscience, nonsense speak, you know, he might not he doesn't think about anything he's saying. And so he just says it. And I agree. Like Rick Gates is the former deputy campaign manager. No, know, he didn't conspiracy against, yeah, like Michael Flynn, coffee, national coffee se- boy. security advisor, one count of wine, George Papadopoulos, Papadopoulos low level also a coffee boy, Michael Cohen, coffee,
0: coffee, he got us, he got me coffee, you know, and, bad like legal advice. Paul,
1: right. and then Paul, meant like, the idea that More of a any other consultant. president could have their campaign manager going to prison, yeah, well, it, and that would be a win, like, but, that's the other thing is that, it was presented as a win, like yeah, in the same way that like it was a win when Snoop Dogg didn't go to jail for murder for life. Like the well, idea now that now he the, hosts
0: the Joker's Wild. I mean, the idea on.
1: that the bar is so low that like this is now going to be like a campaign issue that hey, I didn't do as many terrible things as. Does well, it, speak, yeah, speaking think, of
0: not doing terrible that's things, hilarious. i, I got to stay on this for just a second because there are a couple of different things that happened in the past week uh, that the president tried to take credit for. His budget proposal included funding cuts for the Great Lakes Restoration Initiative, which is a massive project. Um, $300 million was budgeted for it, and it's been making great strides since it was implemented a decade ago. This was an Obama-era program which attempted to restore wetlands, uh, basically um, clean up pollution in the lakes. And basically restore the Great Lakes to health. It's a good program. Trump's budget initially, his first budget, zeroed it out. Then he tried to cut it by 90% the last two years. So he comes to Grand Rapids for his first post-vindication rally, as we'll call it, and says, oh, for the first time, I'm going to get you this money. Which one is just not true at all. That money's been there all along. All you did was change your mind on whether or not you wanted to cut it by 90%. Same goes with the Special Olympics not a huge amount of money, $18 million, I believe, from the federal government going to support the Special Olympics and their mission. Betsy DeVos gets beat up for it for a couple of days. Then she says, she tweets out, well, I'm glad the president agreed with me and restored funding to this. And then the president said, nope, I overrode my people, meaning Betsy DeVos completely throws her under the bus uh, on this kind of thing. I love how the guy tries to take credit for basically putting money back in the budget that he tried to cut yeah. out to begin with. That's I, I has a long setup he for,
1: for this vanity going, project here. Like, did we get it in writing? He flippantly said at a rally, like, yeah, I'm going to restore that. But, I mean, it's not like he hasn't said that he was going to do right. things and then... Well, Not we'll, well, Congress but, is in charge of that
0: budget. I mean, they're the ones that are going to make the but, decision, and they already said they weren't going to cut it, but I you, need your budget paper, speaks volumes. I need
2: pen no, no, on no, paper, my, my only thought is that this is just the pathology of Donald Trump. You know, he says things that are expedient and that are pleasing to the ear, but have no basis in fact. You know, and, 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 and this is what he does, that there is some genius about it. I mean, there is because so many people follow him so ardently and so religiously, and I mean that in... in the best use of the term religious. They actually, you know, they 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 believe what he says simply because he says it. It goes all that the whole thing that strike could shoot somebody in, you know, on Fifth Avenue. You that's right. You can you can do illegal acts in plain sight. That's what we're saying. Or acts that are they're questionable in plain sight and not be accountable for them. And that is maddening, especially to me. I mean, I'm a rule of law type of guy. You yeah, if, you if, if inter- Right, I do civil rights. Probably and if, and if, I heard, wanna... if I heard the defense lawyer tell me, well, here's what the – you know, Joel, I'm not going to show you this document. Here's what it says. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta be kidding me! I mean, okay, that's fine. We're done. I mean,
1: what if they're a known liar?
2: <laughs> well, but that's my point. Even even if they're known to be the most honest defense counsel in the world, I want to see for my for myself what does that document say. And that's why it all goes back to me again. This mule report. It's a mule. It's a. It's apparently a long movie, well directed, that nobody has seen, and yeah. people are giving their opinions on it when nobody's. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. It me. I want to see it, and then I want to talk.
0: All right, all right. Well, let's let's move on here because we could talk about that for but a long the Special time. Special
1: Olympics thing. Yo, go ahead. That, I mean, eighteen million dollars is absolutely nothing. nothing. And again, and from pr- the gross PR perspective, if I was representing any major athlete, LeBron James, I'd be like, bro, write a twenty million dollar check right now, and you will be. <laughs> you're not doing anything else, um, but. It's just one of the most disgusting. There's a lot of cynicism. But isn't that, me-
0: isn't that making the point of, of Betsy DeVos that that's just something that the philanthropic sector should be taking care of? That's, that's the point she was trying to make. Well, can't we make that deal first?
1: Yeah. Like maybe I would agree. a line of philanthropic endeavor to like get that in place before I, you then?
0: We're back to optics. It it's looks just bad. Punching it punching down, down really, To really me, bad.
1: nothing sure hurts me. Than be than- a little bit
2: philanthropic?
0: I think so I mean, I
2: mean isn't that part of what government's function is to be Is yeah. to be just that well,
0: and, and do a lot of the things that the private sector doesn't want to do Because it doesn't make them It's money. not profitable exactly. Correct
1: And I'm sure there's plenty of business people who would fund our military For a proper return I mean right? that's well, and yeah, they, they do. do There's a bunch of bunch <laughs> cut, private citizens trying to fund the wall Let's right now Let's cut that And they can handle the military Because I mean it's just there's so many things And you're always going to have different priorities But just how much more can you punch down than to take away from the special Olympics like you, you, it is you can't. like well, the I, one special thing we do for a certain group of people and to just so and she is just so callous about it and it has
2: such importance for, for people's lives parents families the oh, yeah. individuals I mean th- these things are really quite meaningful and to be so cavalier and getting rid of them, it, it you know, reflects the people that we're, I think we're talking about, that callousness.
0: Well, I should remind folks, my guests, once again, Spencer Hayes is with me, as is Joel Sklar. Uh, we'll move on, because I do believe we've already used up a whole bunch of our time here. Uh, I want to get to a couple of other stories. You, you were talking optics earlier on. And in Toledo, okay, it's Ohio oh Test God. Day the other day. And I don't know if anybody saw this video, uh, but there was a sort of closed-circuit video that the anchors of uh, Toledo Channel 11, I believe, did, which is one of the news stations, it's one of the TV stations in Toledo, where they made a message specifically for the students who were in testing week, so a standardized testing week in Ohio. And in in attempting to sort of relate to the high school kids, these anchors uh, and the weatherman and the sportscaster all sort of spoke in slang terms, (laughs) like saying things like on fleek uh, and and other things that I'm not even going to attempt because...
1: This is not my language. And however you're picturing in your head, it's 20 times worse. Yeah, imagine me, imagine so me using terrible. whatever sort of
0: hip-hop slang, maybe in this week, maybe it's old too. I don't even know. Some of that stuff could be could be passé already. But imagine me doing that, it wouldn't work. It would be bad. It would be bad. I'm not going to attempt this. So imagine that and then make it even more awkward.
1: Uh it, it was awful. It was. It's. It like borderline war crime. Like the UN should get. Invo- it is the most. Like they at Guantanamo Bay, they will just have that on repeat because it is the delivery. They deliver it with so much earnestness, and it was pretty bad. I just. I like my father. He cannot watch shows or movies where people are embarrassing themselves, and I just imagine that. Like, that's the literal embodiment of hell for him, I, that video. It's I just. So I painful.
0: wonder what the meeting was like, the production meeting for that show. <laughs> it was like, Knocked <laughs> it out of the park. I mean, <laughs> right. I would've, I would've this is a meeting. winner.
1: They're going to love this.
0: I've been in a lot of production meetings when it came to things. I, I used a teleprompter on very, very few occasions in my career, like maybe two or three total in my entire career if I worked off a teleprompter. And if somebody said, here's the script you need to read oh, and by the way, it's going to include a bunch of slang terms that you're going to look ridiculous saying. I would think, nope, 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 we're not doing that.
2: Were there any costume requirements First here? of all, it's condescending the to the kids. hat, of course. Skatebird, slingshot impact
0: I mean, you know, first of all, I, I think it's somewhat condescending to the kids. Uh, you know, <laughs> no. that's, a, that's a big problem. You don't you're think any know. of them are like,
1: oh my God, they get me. That's right. <laughs> they love me. You know,
0: this is a 17-year-old kid getting ready to take the ACT or whatever test they're taking, the Ohio standardized test. He's going to watch that and go, you know what? I feel better about my chances now because Anchor Bob told it was going to be okay. I was comfortable. And speaks my yeah, language. Okay. Mm. And the weather's going to be all right. Although I don't even know what they said about the weather. I didn't understand what they were trying to say. That just shows how unhip it I am. Was, it'd be great to get kids' reactions, though. And we've been beating Those up on, their,
1: on Trump yeah. and the Republicans, rightfully so. So I'll throw one for them. Uh, like Hillary well, we Clin- Joe Biden, too. Hillary Clinton's campaign would have been like, this is pandering, guys. Like, calm down. Okay, they might have thought like, about it though. It's, it's towards the end. <laughs> like I mean a it was too late. It was I just I can't understand how groups of people it's kind of like when you see a bad movie and you just think there's so many checks and balances and <laughs> things that had to happen. And this is. But was
2: there a certain amount of joy in watching it? I mean, obviously, there must be because we're talking about it. Oh, it's it, hilarious. But it is. It's hilarious. But it's like I think that awful movie. Like, my God, this. Oh, my God, it did get worse. Yes. Jaws 3D actually got yeah, worse. But if you're I working can't in believe.
0: Toledo. Okay. You're an anchor in Toledo, right? That's not your be all end all goal if you're a television anchor. <laughs> Chances are you're thinking bigger market, bigger market, bigger market. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much. Maybe
2: anymore. Akron.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what? I mean, look, that's, that's a big part of, of how that works. Yeah. And this is out there. This is now out there. Anytime anybody Googles you, this one is going to be out there. This is going to follow you like the plague. Like, exactly it's going to haunt right. you. That's right. You're not exactly Walter Cronkite <laughs> now, are you? <laughs> oh, <boy.
2: laughs> it's, it's like old. Sam Donaldson now. I bet mean, you've seen Sam Donaldson now, but it gets a little bit frightening. Oh, wow. man. There you go. If
1: yeah. on they should have done a Walter Cronkite just using that exact script that they used. How and cool would that have been? This is on Fleet. <laughs> right. He could have carried it off, though. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe.
0: Anyway, we'll we'll see. I and I look. I love Toledo. I, I wish nothing but the best for those Tony folks. Paco's. Um Yeah, there you go. They, the Mud Hens. I mean, come on.
2: They got a lot, a lot of good things.
0: All right. Uh, let's talk about a couple of other stories. We've got a few minutes left here. Um, this is a, a little Fox News story that we have here. There was uh, Katie Pavlich, who, who works on Fox News, sometimes appears on Fox oh, and Friends God. and some other shows. They had a show where they were talking about slavery and, uh, and reparations, because Fox likes to scare you about anything. So any discussion about reparations is clearly something that's going to be a problem for anybody who is white in America. They're going to take your money, and <laughs> give it to somebody else. They're going to be all over this for a long time, especially if any Democratic candidate mentions reparations. Uh-huh. But during that, right, Katie Pavlich actually came on and said, you know what? I'm tired of this slavery discussion. The U.S. gets no credit for ending slavery. Okay. (laughs) That's like Germany gets no credit for ending the Holocaust. You know, we we ended slavery within 150 years of our founding. Well, considering the fact that slavery had been in existence for about 400 years since people first started coming to the United States, um, this is not something that we deserve credit for. We were the very last nations uh, to actually abolish slavery, and we did it kicking and screaming. It took Mm – Hundreds of thousands of dead in the bloodiest war in our history to actually end slavery. And we still, still took fighting. another 100 years to actually give people officially the, the right to Statutory actually vote without rights. being hassled. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's, I don't understand what's sitting there. We should get credit for ending slavery? I don't think so. I don't think that's something you ever remember? get credit for. Writing a wrong, saying, yeah, I stopped murdering people. No, Therefore, that's absurd. I mean, you got to forgive it, it, me now. It, it doesn't work that way. Well, but
1: remember what I said about not holding past events to present day standard? Like, like, But they were ultimately always wrong. Yeah. Well, this is that times a billion. Yeah, like, right. what are you? I actually wrote down two of her quotes because I read the transcript, and they're the most insane things. What and then I let Joe, Here we go. You rock props, you. I, I love this. My I love point. This. We're still. My point is that we were the country that decided to end it, and we're still dealing with the issue. But if you want to start a problem and to inflame racial tension even more, start blaming people who have nothing to do with slavery for the sin of slavery. That is not fair. That's not the American way and we shouldn't be doing it. And then later she says, um I can't even he tries to, you yeah. you get it. Yeah, like yeah. the idea that she is like this is a huge W in our column is that but, but think we of the world ended that she a looks in, though. I mean, like, who started I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but it's a reflection It's a bad of, look. It's a bad look <laughs> and it's a reflection of the
2: world that she's Speaking to her, a little world, you know, I think a very, a very cloistered world that doesn't acknowledge not only not only the, the the obscenity of slavery, but we continue to deal with the remnants of slavery every single day. I mean, this yes. is a this is something that is in our blood; it's in our DNA, and and as a nation, we'll be dealing with. For as long as this nation exists,
0: yeah, and and that's not something that should ever be forgotten. No, and there's no credit to be given. No, uh, there's no credit to be given. That's a, that's an absurdity. Doing the right thing is doing right. the right thing. Right,
2: you know, just I, again, you know, th- th- this nation moves so slowly. But again, I I've been doing civil rights for thirty years. And I, I, the
0: nation moves slowly. We, the arc do of justice make, is long, but it bends towards it, justice. It, it
2: does. It does every now and then. And, and sometimes I'm not sure if it's by design or by coincidence. Every now and then it does. And every now and then it takes a big jump back. And that's that. And, and, and as I see the world today, that's what I'm worried about.
1: Chris Rock had a really great bit that I think kind of illuminates this point, And it was mostly about the difference between uh, – income and wealth and he was just saying like I am not I'm rich I'm not wealthy like I have been I'm one of the, I'm at the top of my field I've been killing it for years I live next to a dentist okay. yeah. like that is and that's kind of the the whole idea behind white privilege which people get so freaked out about because they fundamentally don't understand what it means but like the racial wealth gap is 225 years was the most recent estimate it would take on a positive trajectory for like a black individual or family to have the same level of wealth as a as just a regular white you know the, not the richest people just anyone and we are so far away that to pretend that Slavery was so long ago. I mean, they're like we are yeah. not that it's, far it's removed. institutionalized, and it wasn't like slavery's over. We're good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was like imagine starting at zero. Go, and also we're gonna hate you the whole time. Like everyone just needs to think about how hard it's Monday. We got the whole week ahead. How hard is everyone's life? Everyone has things they're dealing with. Now imagine that like the majority of the population well, could, just hates you well to, to, you know but, i wouldn't say
0: the majority well,
1: but there are I don't certainly that, some I, people
0: out there but at the same time it's a legitimate thing uh, we do have to move on because we're running out of time because otherwise we can get sidetracked on that issue for a long time
1: i meant fox news majority oh
0: well no fox <laughs> fox news <laughs> that's, that's a different animal uh, we have to go to florida because Florida man. Now, everybody's seen the Florida man challenge that showed up in the last few weeks. Well, we've been doing Florida man here on the Follies for a long, long time. Because every week there's something that happens in Florida that just sort of makes you wonder what's in the water Yeah, what is there. up with that state? Now, this one, a South Florida man was arrested on Monday, this was last Monday, after he attacked his mother for refusing to dress his mannequin. A 40-year-old man, one, living with his mother still, which is interesting, but he has a mannequin shots that fired. he apparently <laughs> likes to dress. No shots fired. Now he he Staying beat her. Ground. He beat her with a kitchen stool, which is bad. But then, to add insult to injury, he started shoving dumplings into her mouth in an attempt that to potentially choke her. Asphyxiate her by maybe. dumpling by shoving yeah hmm.
1: dumplings in her mouth. I think I read this story like six times and just did. I couldn't. Understand what it was like a fever dream, yeah.
2: You know, and, and did he think about, like were the dumplings? Was that like a thought ahead of time? You know what I'm gonna and do? And what like? is the mannequin? I don't I, I, th- Well, I that's just don't it. Understand. What is the mannequin? Well, and,
0: the, and what the, is it, yeah. mother? Dress my mannequin. I mean, this is like I, real, sort of psycho kind of stuff here. This is Anthony Hopkins. Did mom really refuse or did mom say, you know, Perkins. I'm not gonna put the scarf on
2: today? No, it's what? a little bit uh, <laughs> warm
0: out. There's no need to accessorize. It's I mean,
2: spring, you don't need the scarf anymore. What was <laughs> going on with that? Yeah, that is a strange thing. My mannequin, I never
0: dressed. Oh. It just stays there. I know it's frightening. you. Yeah. Well, okay. I never have my mother dress a mannequin because her taste is just awful. It just doesn't work.
2: Mom, would you say what? Yeah.
0: I, I uh, just, I don't understand. Well, who's ready for that <laughs> what dark, kind of man- mannequin, <laughs> mannequin <laughs> reboot? What we don't know is what kind of mannequin it was. Well, that, I just. A
1: woman a or a mannequin. It felt like. Fair it, Like an, they're Child testing akin. an AI program to write news articles. <laughs> like, because it just was so, a mannequin, what is a mannequin? Why do you dress? They it? frighten me. Why are the steaks mannequins high? So
2: frighten me. They have that strange hand thing, and I tell you, their gaze never changes. And that the dumpling, and
1: then the dumplings was like a late plot The twist. dumplings, did you leave in the fridge? I
2: did. I mean, did right. you what prepare I here a few this hours before this woman? Are, are they just, chicken?
1: Are there like just aggressive dumplings that he has in you know, case? Correct. Like, just in case, the, and when I beat my mom with a stool, they? the dumplings are going to follow. How does that?
2: Were they
0: sweet or savory? We don't know. I'm going with savory dumplings. You know, the plant based diets are. Maybe Maybe he was. Maybe like right. maybe he well, was yeah. Let's wrap up with a good story here, gentlemen, because this one that's was not a, the good story. No, like, <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> a funny story in, in a tragic kind of tragic yeah, comic I'm, sort I'm, of I'm, way. I guess you can see like the this tears. Just yeah. technically, an elderly woman was physically <laughs> yeah. assaulted. You think that so. dude could pass a background <laughs> check? I hope not. Um, in Florida yet? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Could get Senate confirmation. to get an award. Best use of stool. Here's a great
0: story that came out of Nebraska, which has not had a lot of great news lately. I mean, they they had all this awful flooding. Uh, That's been going on up there. But these two guys were out there cleaning up a bunch of fields and they were helping everybody. Everybody got together and really sort of helped clean up after these floods. And these guys were out in the middle of this field somewhere and they stumble upon a refrigerator that had floated away like a a mini (laughs) fridge. And the thing was completely stocked with ice cold beer. So it had kept the beer cold this whole time. These guys basically find like five cases of beer in there um, and they like, Check out what we found in the middle of nowhere. Again,
2: the existence of God confirmed. Well, uh, exactly.
0: They called <laughs> it, they, they the went on social media, but here's the best part. They went on social media, they called it the magic fridge. Now, here's the problem. It was filled with bush light and bud light. Damn, oh, I was going to you know, bring okay, that not up from God. Huge but, caveat. Uh, well, mm. you know, maybe one the angels, you never know. When was the last time you had a bush light? I can't tell you. I haven't had anything in a long time. Again, Guantanamo Bay. College. Bush light. Well, it could have been worse. It could have been something like, you know, Natty or. I know. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's about it, though. I mean, <laughs> that's ugh. right. But the thing is, they found it, and the thing was intact. It had not opened up, it floated through the flood. And the guys posted it on social media, and somebody recognized his refrigerator. It's like, hey, that's my fridge. And the guys were cool enough, they returned it to him. Minus uh, some a few beers. beers. <laughs> That's right. Those Joel,
1: are Joel, what's the as a lawyer? Yeah. What's the legal onus for that? Like, um, do I have to like?
2: You know, all I know days? is I watch the Three Stooges a lot, and possession was nine tenths of the law. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the Three Stooges analysis. You find the fridge with the beer, it's yours. I kind of like yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I'm. I was just looking for. And Mo any... loved a good beer. And that's, that's on record,
1: right? <laughs> I'm just looking for any justification that will allow me to keep it. I don't know. What would you? What would you do? I don't know. They returned it to the guy, which yeah, I thought was a the great cool guy, thing to do. Right. They, Like I said, we're going to
0: return. They told him, well, we're going to return it to you, minus a few beers. Minus so minus they had a, a couple beers each. And... I mean, what's the
1: retail value on a couple bush lights? Like negative seven dollars. Nothing. But you
0: know, the guy probably. The guys probably. What do you think it was? The first thing he went looking for when he went back into that house? Where's the fridge? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> no, the fridge is gone. Not the fridge. And, and
2: how could only that be gone? Well, a lot of his other stuff was gone too, but they just
0: found that. They found
2: like an entire, like, you know, like a, uh,
0: like a rec set, man, there's a TV and everything's working beautifully. That would be a nice find. But it was actually pretty far away from the house too. That was the great thing. It was not that close. It was not like it was just in the field nearby. It went floating for quite a it way. It took a trip. Yes, it absolutely okay, a did. cruise line. Um, so, yeah, and here's the great thing. Here's how he recognized his fridge. From the scorch marks from an old cabin fire <laughs> and the ratio of bud to bush beers inside. So, <laughs> <is> it, <laughs> how so, many guns does he
2: own? I'm just curious. So, you must do, what? like, some
0: sort of thing. Well, I drink the bush lights, and then when I treat myself, I get the bud light. Is, that, is that the way that works? the way that works? So, he's like, there's got to be two to one ratio of bush
1: light to bud light in the fridge. I saw the mannequin head in the freezer <laughs> was a huge tell for me. There you go. <laughs> but the subtle differences in taste yeah okay all right well gentlemen i
0: appreciate it very much joel thank you very oh it was much a pleasure please and, you know it, well and you'll be back obviously i hope know. so we i always like with you guys on the show i mean that's kind of a big deal it's it's not a small deal spencer we'll see you thursday night oh yeah over at uh, apparatus yeah should uh, be a
1: lot of fun about eight o'clock and there's a lovely young woman coming in uh she's based in montreal but she uh is from Algeria, and she was actually a refugee, and wow. her name is Mary I I don't want to mispronounce it. So. Okay. But if you go to veryapropos.com, all the details are there. And very good. Uh, it's a great night, and it's a cool way to get in the apparatus room. You don't have to yeah, drop a right. huge amount of money. Very you can true. get in free, have a couple drinks, check out the scenery. And
0: meet some cool people.
1: Have a good well, time. Well, gentlemen, exactly. thank you very much. We appreciate it.
0: Michael Lucido, thank you very much as well for engineering the broadcast today. This has been the Monday Follies on Deadline Detroit. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we will see you uh, with the full regular Craig Folly Show podcast tomorrow. And uh, we'll be back next week with more fun. Thanks.